Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And we welcome you in on a Monday night here to our San Francisco studios. It's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey with you tonight and with you for the next couple of nights following Warriors basketball as the Warriors road trip continued in San Antonio. The Warriors take a loss for the first time on this road trip, 111-105. The final Spurs beat the Dubs, actually win the season series believe it or not, against the Warriors by virtue of taking two of three. Just one game at Oracle Arena, and for whatever reason, the Spurs play like about a 65-win team at home, now 29-7 and on the year. But Covey, it was a simple case of Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson not making shots in Andrew Bogut's return. Yeah, and it's funny, J.D., as we've gone through this season with the Warriors and seen some up-and-down play and – They've obviously set the bar very high, but there's nights where you feel like, you know, maybe they don't show up tonight. I think it was just a case of if Clay and Steph are going to be that cold through the first three quarters. uh, I I actually felt like they were fortunate to still be in this game uh, in the fourth quarter, had their chance. I mean, you you give San Antonio credit, as you mentioned, they are pretty damn good at home. Uh, But this was just a product of of the Warriors missing a lot of open looks tonight. I don't think it was so much a product of San Antonio defending them very well. I thought it was a lot of open looks. They just, they didn't drop. And uh, when you are a primarily a three-point shooting team or a jump shooting team, whatever you want to call it, uh, you're apt to, uh, you leave yourself vulnerable to having nights like this. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. If you want to weigh on this one, again, Warriors lose 111-105. And Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, they combine for 14 for 43 from the field. And, and I'm with you. I, I thought a lot of wide open looks early in the game. And as the game went on, San Antonio's defense, I thought, actually got better. But the Warriors were making shots against a tougher defense uh, and, and kind of got hot, actually, to hang in the game late uh, a little bit. The other big storyline of the night, Andrew Bogut. Steve Kerr just throws him right in there. There's nothing Steve Kerr loves more than to keep his rotation intact. Yeah. And to have Andrew Bogut just play in DeMarcus Cousins' slot in the rotation – uh, that was about as big a no-brainer as, as anything, I think, when when that became announced earlier today at shoot-around, that that's how Steve Kerr was going to play it. So Bogut winds up 19 minutes, 3 for 4. All three of his makes were dunks. I thought he looked really comfortable out there, and I actually thought, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show, physically he looked as good and probably better than he looked physically at the end with the Warriors when when he was breaking down and wound up hurt in that NBA Finals. Yeah, he uh, he's in great shape right now, no doubt about that. And you could tell he'd been playing a lot of minutes in, uh, in Australia, and uh, that's obviously kept his fitness level high. So, it, look, if he wasn't, you know, game ready, 
Steve Kirk can't just plug him in like that and, and right into the starting lineup. So that that's a testament to his fitness level right now and obviously his familiarity with the team. Yeah, I thought Bogut looked nice, and you know, thankfully the Cousins MRI came back uh, negative, which is a positive, and uh, so they'll they'll still have Boogie back hopefully sooner than later. But a hey, nice insurance policy with Bogut and good way to start. I love that. Uh, quote unquote dunk at the start of the game, you know Curry throwing it up like that and Bogut. Hey, he climbed the ladder. He he went and he. Uh, I'm not going to say he threw he, it down, he JD, but he got it. Hey, the whole point is get in that little circle, right? That little cylinder, and he was able to do that. So good start for Bogut, and you know, 19 minutes, three of four. Uh, you know, a little uh, some rebounding help, seven boards for him as well. Just anything you're looking for from uh, from Bogut in uh, in his debut. Nice nice job. Well, the one thing I think he showed tonight uh, above all else is the fact that if you're going to plug him in as a, as a bench guy and you start to fill out your center minutes, and, and obviously there's certain matchups where Andrew Bogut probably isn't going to play at all, uh, and, and those are going to be games where maybe DeMarcus Cousins doesn't play as much sure. as even he's used to. But if you can roll DeMarcus Cousins out there for 28 to 32 minutes and on a given night roll Andrew Bogut out there for anywhere maybe between 8 and 14 minutes – He's still a hell of a screen setter. Big body, yep. He's still a rim protector, which I think he showed a little bit tonight. Somebody that you have to at least get around to get to the basket. And he's still a highly intelligent basketball player that can move the ball. There were some possessions where just the ball being in his hands, it zipped around. And I think, uh, you know, the Warriors wound up with 27 assists. And and you made a point about the, the, the assists you know, being under 30 and that kind of being the magic number for this Warriors team as we're kind of getting ready for things here. And and I think tonight's just a case of a couple of shots go down there well above 30 sure, absolutely. on the night. But the ball movement, I thought, was really there on a lot of individual possessions where, where Bogut just knows where to go with it. Familiarity. He's played with a lot of these guys before. He's definitely whatever, you know, I, love, I know we love the term high IQ basketball player, but that's Bogut. He understands the system. And why I feel like Bogut might be good, you know, if it comes to uh, him being in the starting lineup is he's not really looking to score JD and they've got enough scores in that starting five. And look, DeMarcus has played fine. I don't want to turn this into DeMarcus is disrupting the scoring chemistry of the starting group. I, 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 that's not where I'm going. But at least the guy, uh, for, for the role that he's out there, he could do it well. And he's not going to be looking to score a whole hell of a lot, uh, which I, I think is uh, it, it can be a positive as far as getting other guys going. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors lose in San Antonio, 111-105, the final tonight. The one thing... This loss does too is the Warriors are 47 and 22 now, still 23 and 12 on the road. They've still won 19 of their last 24 away from Oracle Arena. However, the Denver Nuggets did go into Boston and win tonight. So as much as we've been keeping an eye on, well, who are the Warriors going to play in the first <laughs> round? Could it be San Antonio? Could it be Utah? Could it be the Clippers? Uh, with Sacramento now falling out of the race, essentially six games back for that for that eighth spot, but you bring it back to the top and the Nuggets all of a sudden have won four in a row and they have tied the Warriors for the top spot in the Western Conference. So the yeah. Warriors do have the season series advantage as of now. It's two to one. They do play again on April 2nd. But every time we start to think that the Warriors are going to wrap it up for home court advantage, 
they take a loss, and it seems like every time the Warriors take one loss, I look at the Nuggets, and they've won four straight, which yeah. is how it winds up being tied again. Uh, the Warriors still may not be in the top half of the bracket. At least it's not a lock. They're going to have to go earn it. Yeah, and if I could make Warriors fans feel just a little bit better about that plight, Warriors have got seven home games left, whereas the Nuggets only have five. Uh, Warriors have nine games left with teams below five hundred. Nuggets only have four, and the combined winning percentage for the opposition on the remaining schedule, Warriors 476, uh, Nuggets uh, winning percentage for their opposition is 540. So Nuggets got to play a lot better teams down the stretch. Now I got to ask you this, and I'm half kidding when I say Mm -hmm. it. Is that better for the Warriors or not? Uh, dude, I, you might be onto something, J.D. I'm, I'm trying to paint this in as rosy of a uh, scenario as possible, but, I mean, you could be onto something. I mean, the, we know the Warriors are better on the road. You know, they have more focus. They play better, seemingly, against the higher-level opponents. You're right. I mean, they Oklahoma so they're screwed. City. So, and... basically, lock it up. Denver's the top seed. <laughs> the Warriors have too easy of a route into the postseason, so it's going to be Denver for sure. Well, and, and that <laughs> didn't play out tonight because, actually, no team has been hotter than San Antonio. And, I don't know. Looked like the Warriors could be streak busters again. You know, they snapped the Rockets' winning streak. Denver had a long home winning streak earlier in the year. Uh, The Warriors, uh, Boston, I believe, had a long home winning streak at at one point early on uh, when the Warriors went in there in January and knocked them off on a a Saturday night. Uh, And tonight could have been another one, but uh, just the shots not falling for this Warriors team tonight and not falling early for Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. So they did get some some bench contributions. I'm looking at it 18, 25 bench points and that's if you can get about a quality scores night worth of bench points from from this Warriors bench, that's actually pretty darn good. For sure. If and and they got that tonight, uh but really where it stands out is Clay Thompson only with 14 and Kevin Durant. He wound up with his 24 but what did you think of Kevin Durant's game tonight? Because it seemed like he wasn't even out there a good portion of the game until the end when he tried to take it over, but it wound up being a little bit too little too late. Yeah, and I want to preface this by saying we know KD missed a couple of games with an injury, so it, it, maybe that's still bothering him a little bit. Come on, just say it. They're better without him. <laughs> of course, and it's funny. the, the Chilled not about sex line already uh, with that. This is the prime example of why the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant. Well, you, it's absurd to me. You were going to get one of them regardless tonight. You were either going to get they were going to win, and it was going to be they're better without DeMarcus Cousins and Andrew Bogut needs to play 40 minutes a night and Cousins needs to sit you're going to either get that tonight or you were going to get what we're getting which is Better, oh, they're better. KD. They're better without Durant. Yeah. Oh, clearly. Yeah, the two-time final. That two-time Finals MVP. You don't need him. He's always Come clogging on. up business, and he's just just bogging them down on offense when they're trying to move the ball. No, I mean, look, uh, he was coming off an injury. You know, had a couple of games off, so uh, we want to be mindful of that. But it was a, a very quiet game for KD. There was times where uh, I didn't really notice him out there much. In the second half, he was good. You know, in the fourth quarter in particular, when they tried to uh, you know make this a game and, and close down. But in the first half in particular. Uh, which when I felt like, hey, Clay's not going, uh, and they were kind of forcing the issue to Clay. That's when I would have liked to have seen them look to KD and and let KD get them rolling, uh, which was a little bit puzzling to me, especially in the second quarter. Uh, you know, and I know he does rest for part of that, but uh, it, it seemed to me like he was there, but not quite there. JD, if that makes sense, and for a guy that had 24 points. Uh, and you look at the rest of his stat line. I mean, just five rebounds, three assists, didn't have any steals or any blocks, committed five fouls tonight. 
And that, that's something I want to hit on uh, is is the fouls and the, the discrepancy in fouls because, I mean, you look at the total numbers tonight. Uh, the uh, the Spurs shot 22 free throws, and they made 19 of them. They were good. Warriors only shoot 12. I mean, there, there's your game right there. And yeah. it, even with the shooting deficiencies of Clay and Steph tonight, you just get some kind of production at the free throw line, uh, then you're, you're going to be right back in this game. And I think it's oftentimes because – they settle for outside shots. And, and how do you get to the free throw line, JD? You attack the cup. And, and, and Durant had six of the 12. Right. So to it, your point, if you go to Durant a little bit more, I know the Spurs don't foul a lot, but right. they were fouling him sure. by comparison a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely, yeah. And and that kind of, for KD, I think that's sometimes almost a better course of action because uh, you know, then you kind of, he doesn't get in rhythm. And, you know, he's obviously one of those guys, once he starts feeling it, then he, he'll start hitting from all over. Uh, and you could tell he wasn't dialed in tonight from range. I mean, he only attempted four threes but didn't make any of them. So to that end, I would just like to see him when when it's clear they're not hitting their threes, which they weren't tonight. Uh, I'd like to see him just attacking the basket just a little bit more. Yeah, and it's a fine line for this team always because they're such a great three-point shooting team. Sure. That they, it, it's almost windy. You cut it off. Water's going to find its level eventually, yeah, right? Windy, yeah. and even yeah. on a night like tonight, I mean, they did wind up hitting thirteen threes. I mean, and, and they were under the, you know, they they're under the percentage that you'd want to be, but they were ended up thirteen for thirty nine overall. Uh, but again, if some of those shots had gone down early, I think it would have set a, a completely to- a different tone. Uh, for the game. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. With Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors lose to the Spurs, 111-105. And you heard it, of course, right here on 95.7, the game. Just kind of looking up and down uh, at, you know, solid night for Looney. McKinney contributed. You know, Sean Livingston was okay. Uh, you know, the, the the game changed a little bit in the second quarter. Uh, initially, the Warriors played pretty well in that second quarter, but the Spurs were able to, to take control of the game against that, that different second unit tonight and, and push up uh, all the way to, what, an 11-point lead at the half. But then you got the Warriors coming back in the third quarter and, and make it a game of it at that point uh, before San Antonio was able to, again, early in the fourth quarter, reassert control but it was a game where you always looked up and and you thought hey the Warriors are only down x yeah it it felt like they should have been down by a whole heck of a lot more than that with all the shots they were missing but you give them credit defensively I thought the Warriors did a nice job uh and you know on nights where you're not scoring the way you'd like you would definitely uh you know you at least want to be putting forth that effort on the defensive end and and we saw that but uh there were times it, it seemed like they got a little bogged down offensively and you talked about the assist JD uh this is now just twice in the last nine games where they've hit for 30 assists and just four times in their last 14 games. So, you know, not that 27 assists is some bad total, and you hit on it perfectly. I mean, they knocked down a few more threes. Uh, That assist total is going to be up over 30 in short order, but they didn't. And so it's just uh, another game where uh, they don't hit that 30 assist mark. This is like the perfect example, J.D., of – what side do you come down on the Warriors like you, you, that you can't take anything from any one regular season game? And my point is, if you come from the, hey, look, there's something not quite, uh, quite right with this team, you can cite the, you know, the free throw disparity, you can cite uh, Kevin Durant's kind of ho-hum night, you can cite uh, the lack of ball movement, you know, you can kind of sell that narrative of, hey, you know, something's not quite right with this team, they're, you know, they're, they don't get up for teams that they should be getting up for. But then if you're from the, Hey, look, talk to me in the Western Conference Finals. It's a regular season game against the Spurs. If they make a couple of their threes, uh, they're probably going to win this game. So 
just a, a classic, like, close Warriors loss where we kind of just don't really know what to make of them. Yeah, and I still think, I mean, look, they eradicated a lot of the something's wrong with them narrative by beating Houston and beating Oklahoma City in the fashion that they did. However, you know, they did still lose to the Suns they did. at Oracle Arena, which is a level of yuck. You were hot that night. I was that listening. we haven't seen. Yeah. I mean, that just, we haven't seen it. Right. They, they haven't lost a game that bad at home, really, in the Steve Kerr era, when they've had everybody. Yeah, it now, was a future loss. there's been games where they've got a couple guys out and – okay, maybe somebody will, will run them out. Tonight, I think it was just more of they were getting a little bit of a rhythm going the last couple of games. Yeah. They happened to do it without Durant. I think it's coincidence. Now, callers may disagree with that. <laughs> Fans may want to talk about that, and that's fine. I think it's coincidence. But now you now Durant's back, and Cousins was starting to play well. You take him away, and Iguodala, to your point at the beginning of the show, anytime, anytime the Warriors are missing anybody, it gets a little janky. Yeah. <laughs> But anytime you take Iguodala away as the the glue of it all, he's the dad of the group. Yeah, that's Iggy. I mean, he's he is there. If the four, if if the five all stars are, are, you know, they're the headliners. That I mean, he's the sixth most. He's the next most important guy. Hundred percent. And you may even make a case that he's more important than Cousins. I, I think I would. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, you, I think that's a fair case. Yeah, and the, all the finals that they've been to sure. with Andre Iguodala yeah. before Demarcus Cousins he, got you here. You can say, hey, he's their fifth most important player. I absolutely believe that. Uh, and you just notice when he's not out there, and it's one of those you might not always appreciate the things that he does when he's there because he doesn't have the gaudy stat lines. It's not stuff that'll just jump off the stat sheet at you. But it's one of those uh, what was missing tonight. Oh yeah, Andre Iguodala. Uh, and I want to give just a little bit of credit to the Spurs and. I mean, dude, this kid, Derek White, I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about him. I've been, you know, studying up on him lately. He he can defend, man. And I was looking at some of the analytics, and uh, he's like top five as far as point guard defenders and defensive rating. Uh, he was he was getting out, challenging shooters, and, you know, that's the Spurs way. That's the Greg Popovich way, and uh, he's bought into that completely. So I, I think Derek White, you know, well, he's like I said, the numbers aren't totally flashy. I mean, the guy scores, what, like 10 a game, uh, four dimes, you know, three and a half rebounds, something to that effect but uh, I definitely noticed him out there and he was he was getting out on shooters and just being physical on staff and uh, he, he made life tough for the dubs for sure 888-957-9570 that's where Reed in Daly City checks in and when we hear from the fans it's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers the best since 1952 Reed in Daly City you're up here on Warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game hey Reed hey fellas how you doing good Good. So, yeah, mainly what I want to discuss is I pretty much, you know, I've saw the, seen this Warriors team uh, all year long, and it looks like we play best when Iggy's starting uh, instead of KD. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know the flow of the game. I'm not sure exactly what the problem is when we have KD starting. I think it's four people. We have, two, you know, we have four different options. You know, you go to in and out you just need three options. <laughs> I think that fourth option is messing us up, and then we have zero scores off the bench. So I think that would fix our bench problem and at the same time get us back to, you know, the Warriors' way. Thanks, Reed. I'm going to let you take that one. Yeah, I don't know about moving Kevin Durant uh, out of the starting lineup, but I will say this. Butcher <laughs> Boy, my partner at night, has been advocating Cousins being a part of that second unit for a while. And I will say this. As far as scoring goes, 
the starting unit does make things a little top heavy. And, and to me, it's not so much. It, it shouldn't matter necessarily to the players who starts. It's about who's on the floor at the end of the game anyway. Uh, to me, that's the most important thing. And I know Kerr's rotation, he wants to, to split it up, keep Curry uh, and Draymond out there together. He, he was obviously uh, forced to switch some things up tonight because he just didn't have the same personnel that he's had the last couple of games. But uh, I don't think that in any universe, Kevin Durant's coming off the bench well, ever. And I'd, I'd get the DeMarcus Cousins coming off the bench thing if the Warriors had more of a traditional rotation where their bench players are actually a group of bench players but the Warriors don't play like their main core of their bench is three starters right, that yeah, happen AD, to be all stars yeah. with Livingston and Iguodala so, yeah. so to me it doesn't make much sense as, as far as how you divvy up the minutes and if you're going to start Iguodala you know, who are you? you're not going to take DeMarcus Cousins out of the starting lineup unless you're going to start Iguodala. And you're not going to start Iguodala unless it's a playoff series because you don't want to take him out of his regular rotation where he's playing with that second unit. So right. I, I think it's it's really much ado about nothing uh, as far as that goes. Now, of course, you're not taking Kevin Durant and putting him on the bench. I mean, no, that's just that's, that's, that's not just, happening. That's just silliness. Yeah. But hey, thanks for giving me the layup, though. The fans. <laughs> the, 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 the I mean, again, it's what, what to make of one game. Uh, or what to make of three games, I guess, the last couple of games here. Go go ahead. Oh, yeah, 209. Uh, give, the, give the Spurs more than a little credit. Warriors got beat. Stop giving Warriors so many excuses. No, you can give San Antonio plenty uh, of credit. Yeah. They won't I'll the give the tonight. Spurs credit. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't going to give the magic credit when we did this show last <laughs> remember, time a couple weeks ago. I'm not giving yeah. the magic, by the way, ah, 33 and 38, uh, only about, I guess they're game and a half. Anyway, the, anyway <laughs> I'll give the Spurs credit when they won yeah. nine in a row, even though the Spurs – I don't see a lot of talent there, but I'll get, I'm going to give them credit for where they are and what they've done to this Warriors team a couple of times this year. They they definitely have earned it. All right, they just of, played at their pace too. You uh, give them that, no doubt. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. More of your phone calls coming up here. It's Warriors wrap up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search with JD and Covey and ninety five seven The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey with you, you here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Let, let's keep it moving and get back to the phones. Warriors lose to the San Antonio Spurs 111-105. And the story of this one, Andrew Bogut comes back. But the real story of this one, as I bury the lead there, Covey, 14 for 43 for the Splash Brothers tonight. They combined for just 39 points, which there's a lot of nights where one's going for 39 and the other's going for 28. And if that had happened tonight, we'd be talking about a Warriors victory instead of a San Antonio Spurs ninth consecutive win and series season victory over the dubs yeah make some shots probably win the game uh but i just thought and, and you you hit on it like when's the right time to kind of pull the plug i just think you know when you're trying to force the issue from three-point range and it's clear that they're not going just just you know run some sets down low like just move the ball a little more and attack the basket i just to me it's just too much of hey this is who we are and it's like well you can be a lot of different things on any given night. You should be whatever is required to get a, a victory. Yeah, and I think that's where the the struggle comes with Kevin Durant sometimes because when the shots aren't going, it's almost as if Durant is on the floor thinking, hey, get me the rock and right. we'll get it easy to. Iso me up and let's roll. And tonight it just it was it was odd, and I think it was more coincidental based on him not being – 
with the team for a couple of games or on the floor for a couple of games and then coming back tonight. And, and, and the Warriors always – they struggle on that balance between getting him going and getting everybody else going. And I think just the, the timing of everything with him making his return uh, played a role in that as well. Let's get to the phone lines. Uh, Raiders Realist. Oh, yeah, Hayward. I know Realist. Yep. Yeah, the Realist in Hayward here joins us on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. I mean, you you both, J.D. and, and Kobe, just hit it on the head. Like Mark Jackson said one thing that made a lot of sense. It's a make-or-miss league. They're, they're never going to shoot that terribly, especially in the seven-game series to end up, like, giving away anything. But but to channel my inner guru, I'm I'm real excited because having Bogut back, just to know that we have that backup big, a lot of people keep speculating about Looney. The, the, the thing with Looney is, is I think they're just kind of keeping him on ice because he's had to play the majority of the, of the year, and he had that little bit of an injury. But at the end of the day, he'll be fine. And then we have Draymond when they want to go small, and then Iggy. We have five all-stars. There's nothing to worry about. Kerr is piecing things together as it comes together coming into the playoffs. I mean, at one point in time, I don't think he's overcoached or done anything or have we had every single player that we have at this point going into it. So I'm getting excited because I think everything's starting to come together. And once everyone's healthy and we transition into the playoffs, I don't don't think there's going to be anybody going to be able to stop us, period. Thanks, Realist. Uh, I'm encouraged by what I saw from Bogut tonight. Just And again, whether he plays eight minutes or 28 minutes, whether he's playing and starting because DeMarcus Cousins is unavailable, whether he's backing Cousins up or taking minutes from Looney or Jordan Bell or whoever, however it plays out, I, I, I'm encouraged by just having another high-quality, intelligent basketball player out there that that knows the system and 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 is I mean his his body is in shape to play NBA basketball right now and I think you could make a case he wasn't necessarily at that point at the end of his tenure in 2016 uh, he's I think he's definitely in better shape right now than he was at the end of 2016 I think uh you know that's the 73 win season I think they basically limped across the finish line that year as a group. Bogut was no exception. And let's face it, Bogut wasn't exactly the picture of durability throughout his NBA career. So uh, he's gotten himself in better shape. You can tell uh, he looks leaner out there and he had a good stretch in Australia. So, uh, you know, the, the way he played over there, what was he, the defensive MVP, MVP of the league? I mean, playing some great basketball. I know that's not the NBA, but still it's competitive basketball. And uh, he, he, with his familiarity with this system, him being in game shape, I thought very positive uh, debut for Bogut tonight. Absolutely. Tess in Union City up next here, a Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Tess. Hi. I guess my question was, if you had a starting lineup that beat Houston and you had a starting lineup that walloped Oklahoma, why would you sit two of the starting lineup for this game? Well, they're Granted, both- Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is back. And so, yes, of course, you want to play him. But I guess I would have had them out there, see how the chemistry was, and then throwing in Bogut, it was great. Everybody said, oh, he knows exactly how. He's a new element playing against a very tough team. And I was just surprised. Why would you take that starting lineup and change it around? Well, that was in, my thought. Thanks, and, Tess. And I'll give you the answer. Injuries dictated it. 
DeMarcus Cousins missed the game with a sore right ankle, and Andre Iguodala missed the game because he had a tooth extracted, which is right. painful. So yeah. those two out. Kevin Durant would have been starting for Iguodala regardless because Kevin Durant is one of the best players in the NBA by far. So there's that. Uh, but the reason that there were two different starters is because there were two players that were starting that were injured. Right. That's all. And that just is messing up the rotation. Just for tonight. I don't think there's you know nothing to take away other than that. And again, if there was a lock upon locks, it would have been that Bogut would start for Cousins. To keep everybody 100%. else in their in their regular rotation, and to get Bo, I mean Bogut, he played with three of those four guys, so it's not like a you know it, from familiarity's sake, you're not going to play Bogut with freaking Quinn Cook, and <laughs> I, I mean no. you just you're and Alfonso McKinney, and that's kind of a cur. Look, that that's classic cur anyway. Like if you're going to use the guy, empower him, right? I mean, yes. straight away, Bruce Bochy does that all the time. Like you know, call a guy up, put him in the lineup that night. That's that's proper coaching 101, I feel like. And you want to get Bogut comfortable. And I love the fact before the game uh, that, that when Kerr referenced, he told Andrew Bogut that he was starting, uh, Bogut laughed because, uh, you know, A, just, well, here we go, trial by fire. Let's go. Uh, and just, of course, he knows that Kerr will probably put him in there with Cousins being out. That's not, not much to take away other than, hey, Cousins is out and you don't want to tinker with the rotation. No, no other grandiose takeaway other than that. And Andrew Bogut played his first game since January 1st of 2017. Also his first start since December 27th uh, when he played uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, December, 7, December 27th, 2017. Uh, I actually think it might have been January 1st, 2018, but there was a little mis- misprint on the notes there. Let's go ahead and hear from Andrew Bogut, though, uh, as uh, Andrew Bogut in his debut uh, with the Warriors met with the media. We just, uh, I guess we, we missed a lot of shots that we usually make and, and um, turn the ball over at crucial times. But me personally, just, just good to be out there, obviously, and um, trying to contribute, but um, would have liked to have left with a, with a win. Uh, I felt alright. I mean, it's like a win a little bit in the first quarter, um, just from you know flying from Australia the last couple of days and all that. But once I got in the rhythm, I felt pretty good. Um, just figuring things out where guys like the ball and and um, yeah, that was a, that was something I got to still figure out. Um, figuring out a, a few of our sets, which are new, but for the most part, it's, it's about playing basketball. Like I said before the game, so um, obviously we. We feel like as a team that we, we miss shots we usually make, and our defense, um, you know, wasn't wasn't great at times. With, with the times you and Draymond were pointing things out to each other, did you have any kind of flashbacks with that? Yeah, we, we played well together. I mean, um, you know, he's a high IQ guy. Um, I'd like to think I'm pretty up there as well in basketball terms. So we have a good feel for playing together, and I help him when he goes to help, and vice versa. So it's just nice to kind of have. Um, have that rope tied to each other in a way. We, we always try to have, have each other's backs, and we do a pretty good job of it for the most part. So seven points, seven boards, 19 minutes. Uh, the audio there, courtesy of NBC Sports Bay Area. Good to see the big Aussie back in there. And, hey, he'll have a part to play, hopefully not too big of a role because that probably means things aren't going well with, uh, you know, DeMarcus Cousins or even Kavon Looney. So, uh, but all in all, that was a real positive. 
How about at the end of the game tonight, John, uh, with Clay defending DeMar DeRozan when they needed to get a stop? I thought that was great defense by Clay. It was excellent defense. Boy, DeRozan, that was a cold piece of work he laid on Clay, man. You got to give him his props for that for sure. Yeah, those that was a critical possession and, and shot make for DeRozan. And also the defense that the Spurs played on the possession where the Warriors just kept firing it around the horn and DeRozan actually closed that on Clay in the corner. Yep. And it wound up being a Draymond three-pointer, which was basically the only shot that the Spurs were willing to give. And even Aldridge, he gave enough enough room to where Draymond could take it but not be comfortable about it the first time. And the ball found Draymond again. I thought those were actually the two biggest possessions of the game both ways uh, down the stretch. But you're right, it was cold-blooded. The shot that DeRozan knocked down. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Still time for some phone calls. We're also going to hear from, who are we going to hear from? Kevin Durant, I think, briefly uh, in the post game as well. Warriors lose to San Antonio. We got your play of the game coming up as well. 111-105, it's J.D. and Covey. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, one more segment, and Covey's going to stick around, and they're going to open up the butcher shop here on 95.7 The Game. Butcher boy Joe Shasky will be joining you as well. How late are you guys going tonight? 11, Stroke 12? midnight, baby. Midnight? Okay, yeah. We might go till like 3 a.m., J.D. I was going to say, you guys would need at least two hours just to stretch Stretch it out and get loose. Totally. So that's why I was sure it couldn't have been just eleven. Well, see, I got I got Warriors wrap tonight to get lubed up a little bit. Yeah. Butcher boys out there getting his hot takes ready. So yeah, we, we grow into the show right around the three hour mark. So uh, stick around, like eleven forty five. I yeah. think we'll have some really compelling radio hey, tonight. Keep it locked, and now you guys are gonna you know throw me out the window here. And, we'll uh, let you down easy. We like you, J.D. And, uh, and and Shasky will come in. You guys will have a good time here for the next few hours. Uh, let's go ahead and get, uh, before we get to Stephen Curry, let's get to our play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Curry with it with one second. Three-quarter court, good if it goes. It's on the way. It's baked in! He baked it in! Of course he makes that shot! Curry banked it in for three-quarter court. There's no doubt it's good. And that's how the quarter ends. And we're tied at 25. After open threes and open twos with people in front of him, he throws it up from just beyond the three-point line at the other end. And it banked in. Curry! Stephen Curry was one for eight before he hit that shot. And the one was just the play before when he hit that left-hand runner off glass where he got fouled. And 0 for 4 from 3. Yeah, he so was that struggling. was his first three-point make, and it tied the game, and it looked like, wow, the Warriors probably should have been down 6 or 7, and they wound up being tied. He hadn't hit one of those in a while. No, one of the uh, three quarters where he hits from the opposite free throw line. Yeah, or even a half court. There hasn't no. really been one in, in What are you in doing, Steph? Tighten it up. I mean, I, I think he, he may have... <laughs> He may have hit a career's worth of those a couple of years ago, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got his fill for sure. And he, you know, like so many things with Dub Nation, spoiled the fan base, J.D. 
So know the play of the game tomorrow, 1030. Steiny and Guru, they'll call for it. An easy one to remember. I mean, how can you not remember that one? Uh, Curry from the opposite three-point line, and, and you could be a big winner. Let, let's go ahead and hear from Stephen Curry uh, on Andrew Bogut's return, among other things. Warriors lose 111-105. Here is the two-time MVP. That was the difference in the fourth. Were you surprised how quickly he was able to pick everything up after all the time he's missed away from you guys? This is one of the best uh, examples of uh, when you know, somebody looks great on YouTube and then they show up and look exactly like that. Talking about you, Bugs. You look great on film uh, in Australia, and then you came and showed, uh, obviously, that type of player. So. Was that sitting out conversation with him? Exactly. <laughs> was it crazy to be playing with him again? Yeah, it was fun, man. I it was wild. Like, it's been, what, three years, and... I came in transition. Uh, besides, probably DJ early year, I haven't done a lot like that to somebody, and just felt like you know, second nature at that point. He went up and finished it, and even a little drop pass, he got the dunk. So he looks good. It'll be a big help. Fitting for him to get an illegal screen, trying to yeah, finish screen was, for you. I think that was a little rough uh, initiation for him. He's getting from <laughs> everywhere. It's crazy. So there's Stephen Curry and. Audio there, courtesy of Anthony Slater. We ripped that from him uh, post-game, one of his videos. Anthony Slater, of course, uh, from The Athletic and one of our contributors here on 95.7 The Game as well. That's a great line because how often do you see the YouTube footage of of somebody (laughs) and and go, wow, this guy's awesome, and then it's not really that. They're called highlights for a reason, right? Yeah, no, it was was really cool, too, just to see Bo get back out there because, you know, I think it it helps remind Warriors fans of – just this journey that this team's been on. And, you know, that kind of takes you back to the first title team and, you know, what a special run that was. I know 73 didn't have the best ending to it, but still that year was just so special. And, you know, Bogut was a huge part of that. And he was a part of that group when it all started to turn, J.D., you know, when they went from, hey, look, they've got some pieces here. Look, they were able to go get Andre Iguodala in free agency. What a what a movement going on here with Mark Jackson. Remember, Jack said, things be changing in the Bay. And we were like, yeah, okay, bro, I'll, I'll see you there. Well, that, that trade was the moment that, that flipped it. Now, I know they already had Stephen Curry, but when they sure. when they – Line in the com- sand when moment. they were comfortable moving on from Monte Ellis, yep. and they picked between Curry and Ellis, and they picked the right one. They made the right decision. Could you imagine if that went the other way? That would have been right up there with everything the Warriors <laughs> yeah, had for done sure. for a couple yeah. of decades. We don't like Todd Fuller. Come on, what? Leading up to that point. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was the moment that it changed. When they made it Stephen Curry's team, it also took Monte Ellis away, so it made Clay Thompson a starter. It brought in Andrew Bogut. Uh, and Andrew Bogut was hurt, and then so he didn't even play, and they shut down Curry, and they, they did all that to tank and keep their pick and get Harrison Barnes. Yep. So that one move, in, in some ways, solidified three starting positions yeah. out of five, and maybe even four, although Curry was already starting, but it made it his team. And then, oh, by the way, you go get Draymond Green as a second-round pick can, that same year. Can I ask you something, J.D.? I just want to get your take on this. You know, just kind of the way the game ended tonight. So... KD hits a pair of free throws. That makes it a four-point game. I think it was 106-102. Then the Warriors, uh, they, they get a stop, but then they, they miss a bucket there. That was when Draymond you know, had the three-pointer that he missed. Uh, and then it, it, even after uh, Bertrand's hit that three, Curry hit that three where it barely touched his hand. But this game coming down the stretch, like I felt like the Warriors of old 
they find a way to win this game. And, you know, maybe it's just, you know, at some point, you know, in close games, they're just, you know, they're not going to go your way. And it just things, these things kind of have a way of balancing out. I just felt like uh, tonight was one of those games where in the past I'd felt like they would have found a way to get it. And tonight, for whatever reason, they didn't. Yeah, I, I, I had that thought. I had that thought even in the last couple of minutes, like they were still going to get it when it was only, what, a five-point game, maybe with about a minute and 44 to go. I thought, hey, they – they could still get it, but just too many missing parts and, and too many things disjointed uh, to where they couldn't quite get it done. And I do think that's the one thing that you have seen as this team and this run has gone on. It's just fewer and fewer of those games that they just steal, yeah. that they have absolutely no business winning. And I think tonight was a game where they played with the right spirit uh, and, and, and were in the game. And, and if they had won it, they would have they really earned it. Sure. Uh, but I think it's a scenario where, you know, as this thing goes on, they're maybe winning those less they're going to have to play a little bit more buttoned up. All right, that's going to do it uh, for it? Warriors wrap-up. So you got to jump out the window that's now. That's it. I'm, I'm going to hop out. Okay, all right. All right. I'm going to hop out. I'm all a little right. more svelte than I used to be, so <laughs> I, I, might be able to, JD, I might be able to get it looking done. Looking good, J.D. For uh, for Nash and for Alex and for Alon, for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Covey sticking around. Butcher Shop's going to open in about six minutes, so keep it locked. Right here on 95.7 The Game, Warriors lose to the Spurs, 111-105. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.